this is Jay Bliss. Welcome to the Bliss is Ignorant podcast. Appreciate y'all tuning in as usual. Um, so um, we are here at uh, end of January. Appreciate uh, all y'all sticking in and tuning into the podcast as I uh, venture through the beginning of 2020. Um, have uh, quite a bit of things going on, uh, you know, in my, in my life. Um, this week, um, it's been kind of tough. I was contemplate whether I was going to do a podcast or not. Um, but I decided to do one. Um, but before we get into it, man, um, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, man. Um, I don't think anybody saw this happening. Uh, tragic accident. Um, speechless. I mean, um, you know, everybody knows that, uh, death is a part of life. Um, but you never, you never are prepared for, uh, a tragedy, um, of just a, a mishap, um, accident, if you will, um, that caused somebody their lives. And, um, you know, the other eight other people that were on the um, helicopter, including his daughter, and, um, you know, just a lot of shock going on. Um, and well, I will tell you, you know, if you watch sports at all, you got to be appreciative of Kobe Bryant. Um, he was the closest thing to Michael Jordan. Um, and if you watched Michael Jordan through his years and you watch Kobe Bryant afterward, you, you know that Kobe based his game off of Michael Jordan, like his mannerisms, his way on the court, the way he handled himself, just his whole persona was almost like emulating Michael Jordan. Um, and I mean, the dude was nice. I mean, the dude was raw. I mean, five championships, three with Shaq, two without. And, um, dude was undeniably, you know, one of the top players that ever graced the basketball court. Um, and, um, you know, when the, when the story first came out, I was pretty much like everybody else. I was in denial and I was like, Oh, he trolling or, they got the story wrong. You know, when you see something on TMZ, you always got to raise your eyebrow because you're almost like these dudes is like undefeated when it comes to information, you know. So you just, um, you know, you just continue to, to try to wrap your head around, you know, the finality of it all. And, you know, you feel for his family, you feel for the, his daughters, you feel for his mom, his dad, his close friends, and, and everybody else involved. And, um, you know, me having twins that are 12, um, I could not imagine. Um, you know, I know the relationships that I have with my daughters. I know the relationships that they have with me. And um, to be absent from them, um, would, I don't know, it's indescribable. So, um, you know, that day was, was pretty, pretty intense. Um, you know, I did have a conversation with my daughters, um, felt very compelled to talk to them about the finality of things. And we've had conversations like that before, but, you know, I wanted them to know without any question in their mind, like, you know, daddy ever had to leave this earth you know, sooner than you guys expected to. Don't ever have any question in your mind on who, how I feel about you 
what I am to you and just know that, you know, I don't love anything more on the face of this earth more than you. So, um, you know, it, you know, it's, it's tough, you know, it really is. And, you know, when you see the celebrities and people share their stories and, um, you know, ultimately your, your legacy is based off what you leave. And, um, you know, if, if, you know, you piss more people off than you help, or you put more frown on faces than smiles, you might not have been a good person on this earth. But, you know, I don't think that was the case with Kobe Bryant. And, um, I think we can, we can agree that, uh, you know, the dude is going to be missed and, um, you know, um, switching over into, you know, some of the other things that's going on, like with the comedy world, you know, obviously, you know, people, um, grieve differently. Um, and, you know, with comedians, we're always a different breed. And, um, sometimes we try to find the humor and everything. Um, and it was difficult. Like that Sunday night, I think I went down to Columbia, um, to see, uh, my friend, uh, Dominique, a funny comedian and my boy, Zach Johnson, uh, down at the comedy house down in Columbia. And, um, it was tough. I mean, it was tough trying to watch, you know, comedy that night. Um, and, trying to see them perform and try to get the crowd. You can feel the, the tension in the crowd. You can feel the tightness in the room. Um, but they were, you know, professionals, they did their thing and, um, and, and, and handled, handled their business. Um, so it was, uh, definitely, you know, tough to watch, but, you know, professionals always come through and, and, and do what they have to do at the end of the day. Um, but then there was an inappropriate text. I feel like tweet, um, from, Ari Shafir. Ari Shafir is a comedian out in L.A. Uh, he's been doing comedy for for a long time. Real cool with uh, Joe Rogan and um, Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura and those guys. And Ari put, like, he put something about Kobe's rape case and all this other stuff that he wanted to bring out and kind of, like, hurried his death and things like that. And, um, you know... I don't know if it was a joke. Um, I know he does like stuff like that when it comes to his, uh, his followers. Like he, when somebody passes away, he usually put some kind of weird joke out about them immediately after their passing or whatever. But, um, I just think it was bad timing. Not only was it bad timing, it just wasn't a funny joke. Like it just really wasn't, it was dark. Um, and it seemed more opinionated than it was, uh, any kind of, um, joke behind it. And, um, people, people got in an uproar. I mean, people got an uproar. People got mad. People start sending stuff out like, yo, you know, cancel this guy, blah, blah, blah. And I saw a lot of comedians commenting on it. Now, here's my thing. Um, if nobody that saw it and only his fans that saw it, um, no harm, no foul. But, you know, when you share stuff like that and then you start putting it out there and you start saying, hey, everybody go get him, um, it turns into you know, a mob mentality. Here's the, here's the thing. Um, I, I still don't agree with apologizing for jokes. Um, I don't care how bad the joke is. I don't care how dark it is. Um, timing is important when it comes to comedy. Don't get me wrong. Uh, consequences are also a part of comedy. You have to deal with your consequences. Um, whatever area or subset of his fan base appreciated his joke. That's who that joke was for. Um, unfortunately, 
it reached the masses because people shared it in in anger and um you know the result of uh, all of that was his talent agency dropped him and he had some shows canceled and i uh, i still have yet to see any response from his close friends in comedy because it seems like they're like whoa like they are even putting their hands up like i'm not touching that one and going there is not appropriate i'm gonna leave it alone so it's a slippery slope you know um you know, you never want to be, I mean, minus the point of, of what the topic was, you never want to be in a situation where you have people dictating to comedians what you can say and what you can't say. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people like Kobe Bryant. A lot of people like Kobe Bryant, okay? Um, there's a small minority of people who didn't like Kobe Bryant, okay? And... The good, meaning the people that liked them, versus the bad, meaning the people that didn't like them, the good outweighs the bad. So you're going to be in a situation where, you know, that's going to be a problem. So going back into the uh, the cancel, cancel culture, um, you know, consequences that you have to deal with um, when, you, when you tell a joke um, that doesn't go over, um, you know, it's like, it's a slippery slope again. Like I said before, um, I had to put ourselves on pause and had to come back, but um, kind of lost my thought a little bit. But you know what I was basically explaining was, um, you know, you you don't want to put yourself in a, in a scenario where we where the public's able to dictate what you can talk about, and what you can't talk about. Um, it's every joke is not for everybody, and that joke, as horrible as it was. Not my cup of tea, would not like the joke myself, would not tell the joke, wouldn't want to hear it again. Um, but some small section of his fan base appreciated it for what it was worth. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, it might be the dude's last time ever being relevant in comedy. Some people probably still don't know who he is, and he probably wasn't that dude. But, um, you know, it is what it is. You know what I mean? It's, um, it's tough. And, um, you know, he's, he's got to pay the consequences for, uh, for his, his dumbness. And, I mean, it hasn't been the first time he's been wrapped in some controversy when it comes to um, his jokes or his bad timing of jokes and things of that nature. So, you know, um, hey, maybe he comes out of it. Maybe he doesn't. My whole thing is, is I don't hope, I don't hope that on anybody and I don't ever want to be in a situation where one of my jokes is being so scrutinized that I have to, somebody's telling me you need to apologize or we're going to drop you. Um, you know, my whole situation is, is I probably will say drop me because I'm not apologizing for a joke. I just won't. I, I just, I don't see the reasoning why. I need to, um, you know, I think my jokes out pretty seriously. Um, but even off the cuff, if I'm spit, if I'm saying something and it, it rubs somebody the wrong way, I'm not, I'm not backtracking off what I said. Um, I either said it for a reaction. I either said it for substance or I said it to set up a misdirection or something later within that setting like there's not 
there's not a lot of um, push when it comes to my jokes. Like, it, it is what it is. I say what I said, and you either like it or you don't. And if you don't, let's move on to the next one, you know. And that's just how, that's how I feel about jokes. I feel about any material, you know. If the, the joke rubbed you the wrong way, hey, that one ain't for you. That's not your joke, man. Just, just, just move along and, 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 and go into something else. Um, other thing that happened um, last Wednesday, uh, I was at a spoken word event, and I was asked to do comedy at this spoken word event, and it was at a fine dining restaurant uh, by the name of Deluxe here in Charlotte downtown, or uptown, sorry, in Charlotte, uptown, even though I call it downtown, it's, uh, it's uptown in Charlotte. So it's down in uh, uptown in uh, down in uptown in Charlotte, doing this um doing the spoken word right. So the spoken word event, and they wanted me to do twenty minutes of comedy up front, um, twenty minutes of comedy up front. And um, so we get to the venue. Uh, it's upstairs. It's nice. It's real nice. See a lot of people that I know. It's real laid back, chill atmosphere. Uh, bar, food, everybody's eating, everybody's having a good time. And they were like, all right, so we're going to start at like 7.40, 7.50, and we want you to go up and do 20 minutes, and then you're going to bring the spoken word artist up, first spoken word artist up. I was like, all right, cool. And uh, we want you to start the comedy thing because we think about doing comedy on, other night, on another night, but we want to give them, kind of give them a taste of comedy. Cool. DJ's playing music. Nobody's introducing me. I'm basically just going to grab the microphone and start talking. Okay. Against my better judgment, this is what I agreed to. That is not how you usually want to start doing comedy. Like, you never want to be in a situation where people listen to music, everybody having a good time, everybody getting drinks, everybody socializing, and then someone comes on and goes, hey, guys, excuse me. Hey, how's everybody doing? Hey, everybody. Hey, 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 yeah, I'm going to tell some jokes. That's That's not how comedy works generally okay and that it was basically how we we did it and you know i told everybody hey you know thank y'all for coming out let's give it up for the hosts let's give it up for the people that put this together let's give it up for the dj we're going to do some comedy we're going to do some spark a word please give respect to the people around you people up at the bar keep the noise down appreciate y'all coming now y'all ready to have a good time yeah all this blah, 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 blah. Start with the material. I'm doing little local references. People are giggling or whatever. Start with some material and a couple jokes in. And all of a sudden, the room went flat. And when I tell you I was bombing, I was bombing. And there was no getting around it. Now, there were extenuate, there was extenuating circumstances. I get it. Me, I am not the person for excuses. I don't give excuses. Excuses are tools of the incompetent, built upon monuments for lead nowhere. People who use excuses very seldom succeed in what they do. Therefore, my existence, my excuse does not exist to you. I don't use excuses. My job as a comedian is to get the crowd to laugh. The crowd ain't laughing. I'm bombing. And I was bombing. And it was dead silence. Tell you something, crowd control is part of the gig when you are doing comedy. But when the crowd has made the decision that the majority of this crowd is not going to allow the minority to laugh out loud, 
that's when you know you in trouble. Because when I told a joke, you would get maybe two people that would laugh out loud. Outwardly, you can hear them laughing at the end of the punchline, but immediately you can see it shut off. And it was more or less like someone might be standing in the back, someone but laugh out loud, and all the heads would turn to the person that's laughing out loud, like, why are you laughing at that? It was it was that type of environment. And I was going, wow. So I was not only was I battling the crowd that didn't want I don't know if they didn't want jokes. I guess they didn't want the reaction to the jokes that I was wanting. Like, you know, you want laughter. You want laugh breaks. You want to be able to laugh and go on to the next one. And it was not that way. Like, I would tell a joke, and you could just hear the silence. You could see people laughing, but they weren't laughing out loud because they didn't want to bring attention to themselves. They were just kind of putting their head down, gigging a little bit. But the sound of the room was silent. And it was like, I mean... I mean, let me see. Wait, it had to be at least hundred people in there, even probably more. So it's it's I'm going into it. I get maybe seven minutes in, and um, I got twenty minutes to do right. So I go seven minutes in. Now I acknowledge the bomb. I'm acknowledging that I'm bombing. Now, not to acknowledge that you bombing is just arrogant. So you know, I'm I'm doing these jokes and I'm going like, all right. So I was like, all right. So y'all didn't like that one either. And like, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm giving deep sizes and I'm like, oh, like, this is crazy. Like, you know, so I don't want to go into the crowd. I don't want to start doing crowd work because that is another acknowledgement that you bomb in. Like, wow, like where are the Capricorns at? Uh, where are the ladies? Y'all give it up for the single people. You know, I don't, I don't want to do none of that. Like, that's not what you do when you bombing. I rely on my material. My material is hilarious. My material is funny. My material is calculated. I know this stuff works. I know it's funny. I know it gets the crowd going. And I'm like going through my mind. I'm coming up with jokes. I'm like, that takes too long to to say I'm not going to tell that one this is a quick hitter I'm going to tell this one see if they get that one boom not nothing was working nothing so eventually I kind of got kind of mad and um I'm in I'm in there and I get like maybe 15 minutes in and I tell the crowd I got five more minutes and I'm doing all 50 I'm doing all 20 of my minutes and I was like listen you guys um are horrible together. I was like, individually, y'all might be great people, okay? But together as a unit, you guys are horrible. You bad for the environment. You bad for my self-esteem generally. And you guys should never be together again in the same room. Like, look around. See 10 people. Identify them. And if you're ever in another place and you see these same 10 people that you've just identified... Please exit the premises immediately because you guys shouldn't be allowed to be in the same room at the same time ever again. I I, I, I told them that, you know what I mean? So we're getting, we're getting done. I, I finished with my closing joke. Um, I get a little bit of a laughter and I'm like, all right, I think they was doing that out of politeness. And then I was like, all right, I'm about to bring up the spoken word, uh, you know, MC. And uh, you guys do the exact 180 degree different than what you did for me, which is basically cheer. I think I also have an album out on iTunes that you guys can download. And on that album, there's an audience in there and they're actually doing something called laughing, which is great. 
when it comes to the jokes that I just told. So you might want to go peep that. They laughed at that or whatever. And I was like, and another thing, when I get done and I'm walking around meandering through this crowd and I'm talking to my friends and you see me outside or you see me downstairs, don't come up to me and tell me how funny I was. That will get you punched in the face. So please don't say anything to me about the show that I just did or the jokes that I just told. Don't tell me how funny they were because obviously you didn't appreciate it enough to laugh out loud to let me know that you enjoyed it then. So don't tell me later how much you enjoyed it. Okay. I was like, um, like, fuck y'all very much. Pretty much. And I told him you guys were horrible. Uh, appreciate the fact that, uh, you guys, uh, you know, terrible together. And uh, so I gave it up. I said, y'all give it up for, for my man, JC. So JC comes up. I walk back over towards the bar. You know, walk of shame, pretty much. Walking back over to the bar. And he goes, y'all give it up one more time. For And I told him, no, don't do that. And I'm, like, standing in the middle room, putting my hands up, telling them to settle it down. Like, do not, do not clap. Don't fucking clap. Don't clap right now. Do not clap. Do not give it up. I dare you not. Do you better not give it up. I was that pissed off. Here's the thing, when you bomb and you acknowledge that you bomb, and I put it online, I told I told everybody on Facebook, hey, I just bombed horribly. People was like, oh man, the crowd was messed up. I'm like, nah, we ain't gonna give no excuses. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I did not do my job, I did not get it done. Um, but then some people was there and they was like, nah, man, you didn't, man, it wasn't you. You know, they wasn't even appreciating the spoken word artist. I'm like, nah, I don't wanna hear it. That wasn't the job, I wasn't my job. So here's the thing, when you bomb um, as a comedian, as long as I've been doing it, um, there's no, you feel bad for the moment, but it's kind of like, eh, I had a, I had a show Friday. It was like, all right, you know, so it was like, I, I bomb on Wednesday, you got two days and then you got another show. So I was like, all right, I got a show on Friday. I'm going to just go ahead and kick it on this show and then I'll do a better job and, uh, and make it and make it happen. When I tell you I was laser focused when I got to my show on Friday, I was in a place called, I think Mills River, North Carolina. I was at a country club in Mills River near Asheville, North Carolina. And, uh, yeah, it was like hoity toity country club, 1%. And they, they weren't ready. I, I wanted to be extra controversial, if you will. I wanted to make it very uncomfortable in that room. That was my mindset when I got there. And that was the mindset as I was doing my show. Let me see how much I can make them laugh and cringe at the same time throughout this set. And now I accomplished my goal. I accomplished my goal. I got a good uh, reaction. People enjoyed the show. They talked to me for a long time afterwards. And then I kind of felt like after I finished that show Friday, yo, F them people Wednesday. Screw them. And um, who do they think they are? That was... (laughs) That was my attitude for the crowd on Wednesday night. Like, who the hell do you think you are? That was how I felt about it. And um, that was that was the end of it, man. So, you know, that was the bombing that I had to go through. And uh, it was it was tough. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I, uh, you know, and, and it's, I tell you what, it is Super Bowl week and it don't feel like Super Bowl week. And I think because of the tragedy that happened with Kobe Bryant, on uh, last Sunday, I think it kind of just took the wind out of of everything this week. Um, it doesn't feel like Super Bowl week. I haven't heard anything about the Super Bowl. I haven't listened to anything about the Super Bowl. I haven't listened to pretty much anything um, as a co- as opposed as it. Uh, um, what am I talking about? As it pertains to news uh, or anything uh, 
contained pertaining to the Super Bowl or sports or anything like that. Just haven't listened, wasn't interested or anything like that. But I will watch the game on Sunday. Still haven't figured out exactly what plans are going to be on Sunday for the Super Bowl. But I will be there in the house and will do something, um, you know, eventful uh, for the big game. Um, and like I said before on other podcasts, I am going for the Chiefs. Um, I want Andy Reid to get a Super Bowl, um, and you know I think he deserves one. Um, San Fran is a very good team, best defense in football without question. I think the only other team that might arrive with them in defense might have been the Ravens, but they obviously didn't show up um, against the Titans, so it wasn't even close when it came to uh, you know their defense. But San Fran. If they defense show up the way it's been showing up, it's going to be a tough game. Uh, one of the things the keys with the game is San Fran cannot let Kansas City get a lead. If Kansas City goes up by 17 points, game over. And and you can you can mark it down. If they go up by three scores, game over. Because uh, San Francisco is not a type of team that's going to come back. That is my prediction. That is how I feel about it. And if San Fran has a lead, then it will be a close game. If San Fran goes down by three scores, you can go ahead and drop the confetti. All right? Now, mark it down. Say, that's what Bliss said. Bliss said this. And this is how I feel about the Super Bowl. That's what I think is going to happen. That's how I think it's going to go down. And we shall see. No, I don't, I don't really know. Um, I don't know too many. I know some San Fran fans. I know a couple Chiefs fans. Um, shout out to Bodacious. I know he's a Chiefs fan. Shout out to uh, Mike Baldwin. He's a uh, he's a Chiefs fan. I remember having both conversations with both of those guys about their their fandom uh, when it comes to the Chiefs. San Francisco 49ers. I know I got my LB. Myron is a. a San Fran fan. I know Toure uh, Gordon out of Philly is a huge San Fran fan. And um, who else? There's a couple dudes I smoke cigars with that are San Fran fans. These dudes then came out of the woodworks when it comes to San Francisco. But I'm going um, to tell y'all, man, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. I'm glad the Patriots are finally not in it. And I need, I need my team to just do better in the offseason and do something with our team so that we can go back to competing for this bad boy next year. You know, I'm feeling a little bit, uh, feeling a little bit down and, uh, you know, about my squad this year and going out with that injury with the head injury and stuff like that. But, you know, when you look at it for the, the grand scheme of things, all of this stuff is pales in comparison to what's really important when you're dealing with a tragic death that we had this, to witness on Sunday so one thing I would tell y'all is if you have kids, you know, hug your kids, tell your loved ones what you think about them, and don't wait till something tragic happens to be able to remind yourself on what you need to do. The other thing that's, that's like trending right now is on, on social media is this hashtag girl dad. So Kobe had a, a story that they, they aired on ESPN where he met one of the um, anchors on ESPN, and he was talking about he loved being a girl dad and he would have five more girls because girls are awesome. And, and, you know, we talked about it and everybody start hashtagging and start pictures. Of, oh, my girl, dad, and it's my girls. And, da, 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 and everybody's like, oh, 
You know what, man? I praise my daughters every time I get a chance. I am not hashtagging girl dad. I'm not doing it. I uh, I understand what it is. I get it. You know what I mean? Uh, like I said, I got daughters close to the age of uh, Gigi, uh, who is 13 years old. My daughters are 12. So I understand the the, the severity of what happened and, and how tragic it is. Um, and don't get me wrong. I love my daughters. And it is so cool raising girls. Um, and But I won't, you know, try to you know, get likes and things like that because I'm posting, you know, hashtag girl dad. Um, anybody that knows me personally knows that I, I big up my daughters all time, every day, all day. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always there. I'm always there. I got tons of pictures. If you, if you want to see any girl dad post and just go through my timeline, you'll see plenty of it. So yeah, I'm not doing that. The thing that I'm laughing at is people putting up these girl dad pictures and I'm like, dude, I didn't even know you had a daughter. Or, like, I didn't even know you had kids. Or, like, where are your kids? You know, it's that's the funny part. Like, that's that's what's hilarious to me. Like, when I see people posting and everybody scratching their head, like, you, know, you got kids? You know what I mean? But, you know, maybe, you know, here's the thing. Maybe that tragedy, here's the, here's the thing that you really don't look at. Maybe that tragedy in itself caused somebody out there to look within themselves and rekindle relationship with their friend, their kids, their uh, somebody significant that they they didn't have a good relationship with before, like in the past. So you had like uh, like Kendrick Perkins um, and and um, Kevin Durant was beefing back and forth um, when they were talking about uh, you know they just had some beef going on, on Twitter. And then after Kobe passed away, Kendrick Perkins did a tweet out to um, Kevin Durant and was just like, yo, we bigger than this. It's not even that serious, man. You know, I love you, my dude. And like that, like that, maybe that is like what you what you get from a tragedy like that. Like that's what you you ultimately pick up, you know what I mean, when it comes to um, things like that. So, you know, who knows, you know, what uh, what it, what it will bring. And um, I'm going to actually um, – have to cut the podcast short today uh, because I do have something to do with my daughters a little bit later. So I uh, appreciate y'all tuning in. Um, and um, again, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. And uh, hopefully I'll be in a, a way better mood uh, the next time we do on this podcast. And uh, remember, you can hit me up on uh, blisspodcast at gmail.com, blisspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you got any questions, crit, uh, suggestions, um, criticisms, whatever, um, just hit me up and let me know. Uh, follow me on social media at Comedian J Bliss, uh, Comedian the letter J B L I S S, or Comedian J Bliss on Facebook and at Comedian J Bliss on Twitter and Instagram. So, with that being said, hey y'all, thanks for tuning in. See y'all next week. Peace. Mm-hmm.